0: How that came about was going from iron man to handstands which does seem very strange
1: coming to you from minneapolis minnesota a conversation about the great and sometimes not so great outdoors i'm your host lynn melling and i'm jody gruen and we do this for fun
2: It's Lynn and it's Jody and we are here once again at our favorite place, Theatreworth Park, the trailhead indoors because um, it's getting a little chilly. Although um, we're getting into the, yeah, we're we're midwinter now, so we should we should probably you know like you after a while you start to not notice the cold anymore. So I think
1: we, that's going to happen. I bet <laughs> in a couple weeks we'll be out back outside. I hope so. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, Take, it
2: takes me a while to work up my courage. You can do it. I know.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, we're at the Trailhead. And we're with an incredible guest whose name says it all. Kim Zest, Zest. which I'm sure she hears all the time. I feel like we should, we should do one of our Mary for Parks kind of yes, things, like Zest Kim or Zest. something. Yeah, we sometimes sing things. <laughs> You'll be uh, the second guest that we sing things for. Um, but Kim is a coach whose job is to help guide people from one transformative moment to the next. She believes that in the process of achieving a fitness goal, you should learn more about yourself and the process of training. And looking at her bio, you'll see that she is pretty much a coach for everything imaginable. Um, she herself ran track in college. She rock climbs, sea kayaks, has done a bazillion triathlons over the, her 20 years, um, tons of boundary waters, canoe trips. Eight plus years of winter camping, oh. which music to your heart, um, huh? Oh, my gosh. Lynn and you can talk about uh, <laughs> winter camping. Iron Man, um, goodness gracious, yoga, meditation, year-round bike, bike commuting for over 10 years, um, run commuting, which I didn't even know was a thing. I didn't either. Yeah. And how about this one, Lynn? Flexibility and handstand training. I love that. Which again, we're going to need to talk about that, and then the goal in 2025: their Arrowhead 135. Wow! Yeah. So even this coach has goals. She hasn't done it all, and she's about to go on one of the biggest endeavors ever, which we'll get into that as well. So welcome, (laughs) thank
2: you, Kim Zest. Oh my gosh, we're we're so excited. So okay, I just have to start. I mean, okay, this list (laughs) and stand training. There's so many things, but um. You do all this for fun? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is
0: fun? Yes, all of it for fun. Uh, I mean, you talked about the bike commuting and run commuting, and that's what I do just daily to get outdoors, um, to have fun. I biked here today. Mm -hmm. today. Um, It's just so much more enjoyable than driving (laughs) to get outside just to commute. So I love that. And then a lot of the other things from the winter camping triathlons
2: (laughs) see okay so i've camped just for the record yeah so i camp two nights a year winter camping and i do not think it's super fun so i commend people who think that it's enjoyable i think my hat is off to you
0: that's the thing um, a lot
2: of those fun
0: things aren't traditional fun i mean i think that they're fun because they're not classic fun yeah uh, I mean, is this a good time to introduce the fun scale? Yeah. Sure. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you this have...
1: podcast is called We Do This For Fun. So this is a perfect beginning.
0: Yeah. And I think that really helps clarify like the whole like you wait, you do that for fun. <laughs> You're crazy. Um, so the fun scale, my husband introduced me my husband works for Outward Bound and um, the REI guiding programs and he's a big rock climber. And on our honeymoon, which is a whole other story, but on our honeymoon, and I was miserable, and uh, he was like, no, no, we're uh, like, let me tell you about the fun scale. The fun scale, the fun scale <laughs> comes from the world of rock climbing mountaineering, where you have grades of challenge. And type one fun is classic fun. That's like watching Netflix and having a glass of wine. Or <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know. my kind of fun. That's, That's my kind of, of fun. <laughs> reading a nice book. <laughs> Classic fun. <laughs> and type two fun is where it is miserable at the time. It doesn't seem like fun at the time at all. And then it's a great story later. I it's love this so amazing. much. Yeah, it I've explains a lot. It. I've yeah.
2: never heard this concept before, but I, I feel like a light bulb just went off. I love this. Yeah. And it's so funny because I feel like I'm definitely a type one fun and Jody is like a type two fun. I'm more of a type two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I
0: think everyone that can get along somewhere on the scale. Uh-huh. But you know, it's the, and it's it's not just type one or type two all the time. You're like, mm, this is kind of like type 1.7. <laughs> oh,
1: it literally one. is a scale.
0: I mean, I I call I really I it like
2: down. the scale I idea. Really yeah, I like this idea a yep. lot.
0: Yeah, you know, and how much you know, where your threshold is. Yeah, it's different for everyone. But yeah, type two fun for the most part is the kind of stuff that at the time.
2: Does not seem like it fun. just sucks, yeah, yeah, Yep. Yeah. like winter camping
0: is type 2 fun, it is hard, and I mean, on a smaller scale, um, you know, if you go out for a run or a bike ride and you think it's going to be beautiful and then it rains all over you mm. and it's super not fun, but then you feel like such a badass, like, yeah, because you did it, yeah, yeah, you're like ah, yeah, that's type 2 fun, uh. But I I always say that with the scale, you have to be aware of type 3 fun, which is not actually fun. Type 3, never tip tip into type 3 fun. Type 3 fun is where you thought it was going to be fun, and then it's tragic. Mm. Type 3 fun is never fun. Type 3 fun is, again, where you thought it was going to be fun, and then there's usually... Helicopters or oh no, oh, you know, yeah, uh, hospital like
2: flare guns and bags. yeah. Yes. Okay, all right. Like
0: that's you know that's never
2: fun. I really um, like this because then it's it's. I mean that's like you know the the warning sign. Turn around, go home. Because there are so many people who just think I'm just gonna keep pushing on. I'm gonna, you know, no pain, no gain. But I think it's great to hear, especially from a coach, that you know what? No, actually, there is a time and a place to stop. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. There's a time and
0: a place to stop, and you know, adventure is great. You want to be careful to not get yourself. Too far over your head. Yeah. Your uh-huh. what, you're, what you're capable of.
1: So, do you coach people out of type three then? Are there people that you have that want to move into that kind of, like, that push themselves into that realm at times? I mean, or
0: My job as a coach in, all, in many ways is to help people have the adventures they want to have and uh-huh. the goals that they want to have. And I point, and we should never be even close to type three fun. Uh
1: huh.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> But sometimes the goal is to prepare well enough that the you know the adventure is sort of just high type one fun. Mm-hmm. You know that they can work hard, but it's never miserable. They don't want to be miserable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do we need to do to prepare so that it's mostly type one fun? And some people, you know, are really ambitious, and they're like, I want type two fun. I want the misery. I want something really brag worthy. <laughs> you know. Uh, and then again, the job is like, okay, let's pick a challenge that's hard enough that's gonna really push you, but prepare you enough to make sure that we stay well clear of type three.
1: Huh. So is soon. it individual? So my type two could be different than Lynn's
2: type 2? Oh, All right. Absolutely. I would love for you to coach us together on something and just see where we fall. Because again, so jo- we often joke that like if Jody and I were to go to the Boundary Waters together, she would have to carry the canoe on her head because I'm not doing that part of it. <laughs> to that, I, uh,
0: I mean, a huge part of preparation, especially for uh, wilderness trips. Most most people don't go solo. Most people go with other people. Uh, having conversations and doing the prep about yeah. where your threshold is and what kind of experience you want versus somebody else wants. That's I, a big part of the experience. Yeah. You know, I really yeah. like that
2: a lot because I think when we go out into the wilderness, it's like a checklist of, do you have your water bottle? Do you have your sunscreen? Do you? Nobody ever, and we, we've we tried to, my family, to say, like, do we have a safe word? Like, but we don't really take it as seriously as we perhaps should. And so I, I love hearing that advice that, as you're part of the preparation of going out into the wilderness is the the mentality and and you know what when do we stop when you know what's yeah. our what's our um, how far are we willing to go?
0: Yeah, and just what kind even just what kind of experience you want. Um, uh, even my husband and I have occasionally occasionally missed having the conversation going to the Boundary Waters. Like, okay, is this more of a vacation Boundary <laughs> or is this an adventure Boundary yeah. Waters Which is, which one are we aiming more for?
1: I love that um, so yeah, much. Yeah, that is really yeah, that's insightful like to I think For, I mean, especially you and I, Mm -hmm. who are more, we're newer to the Boundary Waters as of the last few years. Mm -hmm. And I'm much more new than Lynn because I've only had two trips. Um, But the idea that, yeah, that you, you kind of, everybody has roles and everybody, and that you do decide like, oh no, this isn't a big portage, muskeg, blah, blah, blah (laughs) kind of trip. This is, this is paddling um, slowly. Yeah. This is a, this is
2: a hammock in a book.
1: Yeah. Type of and we're carrying a box of wine. Right. Or, yes. Yes.
0: Totally different, different kinds of trips. Right. It's very good to be on the same page.
1: But and would you people. coach people like on that kind of a trip or do you move into the type two mainly? Like, like if somebody, do you coach people for like a boundary water sort of situation?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, it just depends. So, uh, in a small scale way, I'll just do a strategy session with someone on whatever they want. Okay. Whatever it is. So maybe they're food planning or maybe it is, okay, what kind of trip is it we want to have um, and how do we accomplish that? What kind of experience do you want? What's going to help you have that experience? And then a lot of clients that I work with are aiming for more ambitious goals and, you know, are training for wanting to be able to cover certain amounts of distance right. um, or getting out more remote than they had been before. So, okay.
2: <laughs> so as we get into then the new year, you know, a lot of people make their new year's resolutions and a lot of times like a yeah, goal setting is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, any advice on goal setting in general and, and make, when people start making their new year's resolutions, like things to keep in mind.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think first of all is good to just take the time to sit with all the things that you want to do. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes people sort of just jump into setting a goal without really thinking about all their options and what their life is like and what they've done before. What is possible? So like taking time to really think about all the things you want to do, how does it fit in before settling on something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes people, you know, pick a goal and like lock into it without having actually analyzed Yeah, Mm reflective about what they want out of the goal, Mm -hmm. what is possible, what they've done before, family and other logistics. Mm -hmm. Is it it really is it a good goal for this year or is it maybe a goal for two years from now? Oh yeah, that sort of thing. So I think part of it's that, Uh, and then you know after that, you know once a goal is picked, the next step is to you know what are all the pieces that need to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, this, i was just jumping ahead a little bit, but I have a free PDF called What's Next? The Life hmm. Cycle of the Goal, which walks people through exactly this sort of oh, thing. Wow, nice. Going from picking a goal to figuring out sort of each step along the way to help people, you know, where are they in this cycle? What is their next step and how not to stagnate? Because all the time people either get stuck because they can't decide on a goal yeah, yep. or they get stuck because they decide on the a goal and have no idea how to prepare what to do after picking the goal and then I think a huge part of it is sort of going into a new year or after a goal people achieve something and then don't like, do anything else. What's, next? Right, yeah. Don't what's <laughs> next, <laughs> next? Yeah,
2: where can it's people? <laughs> where can people find that PDF? That's, it's
0: on my website. So
2: that's uh, Zest Ed, okay. Zest Ed yeah. dot net. Okay, <laughs> zested.net.
1: So along with that, though, is like this the the choice. I think a lot of people have decision fatigue, decision mm. paralyzation. I mean, it just like it can be very hard and. In looking at your bio it appears you don't have any problem making decisions because you just do everything um, i'm just wondering you know in in your experience like how you were able to decide on Headstand training. I mean, you know, some of these things that like, I mean, they sound really cool, but I don't know if I, that sounds like something I maybe would be really curious about, but I don't think that I would put the time and energy into it because it seems like there's more practical things that I should do. Like I should burn calories or I should (laughs) be outside or I should, you know, whatever. But I mean, how have you decided on the things that you decide?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I think (laughs) a huge part of it is something and recognizing that there's like a time and a season in life for different goals and different mm. focus points. I've done a lot of things, but I'm 39. It's not like I did them all in one year. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's huge. Is, uh, almost always I have one main thing that I'm working on, that I'm focused on, that I'm working, you know, driving towards. I'm not trying to Train for handstands and Ironmans and winter camping, and all, I'm not trying to do all of those things in one season hmm. or even one year. So the handstand training is a, a, bit, a little bit of an outlier because I'm primarily an endurance and outdoor athlete. And the reason that came up is because I had just I had just done in 2015 I had done uh, my Ironman triathlon. And that's a multi-year journey (laughs) to get up to that. And after having done that, I knew that I needed to do something very different. I knew with my body I wanted to do something very different. Um, And also mentally, uh, because triathlon is a home base for me, I grew up a competitive swimmer and runner. I wanted to be a beginner. I wanted to have to be coached. Hmm. I wanted to be on the other side of the table. And so doing something that was really, really out of my wheelhouse, was
1: that's cool huh I yeah to and yeah so, and,
0: and it could have been a variety of things but that's an area I felt really like a fish out of water yeah, and, um, yeah. I
2: love that so it was much a long journey for me yeah <laughs> and it was
0: really hard and really awkward and it was just really good as a coach to have that experience of doing something that was really hard and really awkward and I had no background in and Needed help a lot of help with. I and love so it. So as a coach, it was a good experience. As an athlete, it was a good experience because after all that endurance training, I was, I mean, it was just, I was just a knot of tightness, But mm-hmm. right? mm-hmm. like, like physically, it was a good balance and a counterpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's how that came about was going from Ironman to handstands, which does seem very strange. Uh, I love that.
2: Yeah. And I should mention so we have a lively group of of young people going out <laughs> to ski at the moment if you hear screaming in the background that's what it is. It's there. They're all having fun. It's all good things. <laughs> yeah. Yep. they look like they're having a blast. Um I would love so I'd love to expound on that just a little bit because so part of the reason why we started this podcast is to encourage people to get outside, get outside their comfort zones mm-hmm. and we are trying to help um women, men too, but embrace, you know, it, it's okay. If you look silly doing something for the first time, it's okay. If you're, you know, you really want to try something, but you're afraid that you might fall down or so, What did you learn when you were doing handstand training? You, something that you'd never done before, like any, um, insights that, you know, wisdom that you could impart on people who are listening to this, who have always wanted to try that one thing, but they're afraid they're going to look silly doing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually just did an Instagram post on this. Of course, by the time this airs, it will be buried in my Instagram <laughs> feed. But uh, a lot of what I learned in the process of doing handstands was stuff that I've been telling clients when I'm coaching them and trying a new skill, whether it's a swimming thing or a biking thing, <laughs> which is, uh, I think my quote was, I'm totally expecting this to not go well. <laughs> 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 that sometimes the first time you try something... You're not expecting success. Mm-hmm. It's, the first step is messy and ugly and yeah. floppy and embarrassing and awkward. Yeah <laughs> and there's no other way because that's the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't do something brand new for the first time and have it be perfect. right. Yeah. Um, and being okay with that expectation. Yeah. Um, and, and then being, being like, okay, try again um, because that's how we get better at things mm-hmm. yeah. and as a coach, I mean, I'm there to help avoid, like, traumatic mistakes, to <laughs> say. Like, nothing terrible and traumatic, and to give that, like, emotional support in that awkward phase. Uh, and when I was doing the handstands and falling and failing over and over again, I just got to experience that on, on the user end mm-hmm. of... Having to get up and be like, that was
1: terrible. <laughs> okay, try again. <laughs> I love that. I love that. How about, so you just kind of walked us through that, but how about when you want to try something, how do you know when you should hire a coach to okay. help you along?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I love people when there's, they take advantage of all the online resources and free things and self coach. I love that. Uh, but there's only so far we can ever take ourselves. Um, and there is definitely a time where you need help. I think one is just knowing yourself and knowing we all, knowing where your point of, I am not going to make myself do that. I hmm. know that's what I need to do. <laughs> I, I've i read that that's what I'm supposed to do. I am never going to make myself do that. <laughs> I am going to need some hand holding. I need a little accountability. Uh, you know, and that's just knowing yourself um, and what, where you draw the line and different aspects of your life, Mm -hmm. what you need that comfortability and hand-holding for. Uh, And then the other thing is things that you will do yourself and you've done as much, you've done a ton yourself and maybe you love doing it for yourself, but you get to the limit of your knowledge and expertise and how much you can learn from books and online, and you know you need someone to take you to another level. For me personally, uh, <laughs> like money and bookkeeping and computer things, all of those things are, I am never going to learn that myself. I am going to hire someone to help me do mm-hmm. it, or to do it for me, or to teach me to do it, and hold my hand and make me do it. <laughs> I just know, I, there's no way mm-hmm. I can do it on my own. Uh, For running things, I don't, I generally not need to hire a running coach. It's what I enjoy doing. I feel really comfortable doing it. I grew up running competitively. My dad is a running coach. I haven't needed to hire a running coach yet. At a certain point, so my goal is in, you know, we'll see how many years and do the (laughs) uh, Arrowhead 135. And it's very possible along that journey, I will hire a coach to specifically help with that because I'll be getting into new territory for myself. I'll say, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can take myself any further as a run, even although I am a run coach, mm-hmm. I might need to hire someone to really get me to this whole new level. Mm-hmm. So I think that's both knowing yourself and also the sort of, How much does that go stretch you? At what point are you out of of your depth with your own knowledge and what you can do for yourself?
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Wow. And so, okay, so you are soon going to be out of your own depth in another way. (laughs) Maybe by the time this airs, you'll be um, in the throes of it. So baby number one, congratulations. Uh, Thank
0: you. Yes, this is a whole new adventure. Yeah.
2: so as you go into this adventure... um, I, I just from your point of view you you bring such a unique perspective being a coach um it, I I would love to know um just your thoughts on you know parenthood and and learning this new thing and um uh, just when, And I know that you don't have the experience of not being a parent before, so it's hard to know, but I would just love to know how you're going into this new phase in your Wait, life. Wait,
1: she's going to be like an amazing parent. Oh, she knows right. how to call.
2: Like she, she, like her kid is so lucky. Uh, she, right? she knows what she's doing. I, well, but maybe, but not really though. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you've done it before, I just remember personally being terrified and so are you terrified? Oh
0: yes, of course. I, mean, I think if you're not terrified, I don't know where who, who, I don't know how you wouldn't be terrified of this adventure It's the biggest adventure. From the beginning though, um, it's always been a matter of seeing this as a type two fun adventure. I mean, yeah. I mean all, like pregnancy, not always fun. But yep. be, like I hear it's rewarding at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, birth, definitely not fun. Mm-hmm. Again, should be Probably a good type story.
2: three. Yeah, <laughs> I think mean, it's a type fun. three. As long as,
0: you know, right? Right. as long as everyone is healthy at the end, we're yeah. fine. Um but I'm sure at the time there's gonna be like, oh crap, I wish I was doing this <laughs> um, which is classic type two fun, and I'm sure the entire journey of parenthood there's Times where you're like, what a terrible idea! Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so hard
1: and uh, miserable. Oh yeah, you know your future. Yeah, yeah. 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 you know your future.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt, that's that's the. I, I recognize the the challenge of it, um, and that it will. There will be times where it feels very much not fun at the time, mm-hmm. but that the.
2: the the, lo-
0: the bigger picture is that it should be fantastically yeah. wonderful and rewarding.
1: <laughs> I love, I love yeah.
2: that. I love that idea of just yeah going into parenthood with those those buckets, just, you know, type one, type two, types three, uh-huh. that's gonna, that's gonna come in. That will definitely, that's I gonna think we really be really handy for you. yes, And for us yes. moving forward. Yes. I, I think. And, and like, imagine. okay,
1: this is type this one. Is type it's one. so great. Wait, this is type two. <laughs> Tonight is type two at dinner. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. As long as you don't end up with type three, right? As long mm-hmm. as everyone's yep. safe mm-hmm. and alive and
0: healthy at the end of the day, that's right. we're all good.
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay. One more question. Okay. And then, and then we'll hit, hit, hit the break. Okay. Gear for pregnant women. Oh, wow. Tell great me. Great question. Tell me, tell me. What, what's the situation? Oh, man.
0: It's not great. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah.
0: I, it sort of exists. Uh, I did a lot of Googling early on, and there's not a lot. Mm-hmm. There is some general athletic clothing for women uh, for pregnancy. Uh, mostly it's like leggings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I actually had a terrible time looking for more um, hike-worthy pants yeah. and other things. I confess to mostly just scrounging into my husband's closet <laughs> <laughs> for the technical pieces um, and you know hemming up pants <laughs> for my husband's old old pants of my husband's that got hemmed up. Uh, in terms of rock climbing, there are two full-body rock climbing harnesses that pregnant women can use. They're both safe. They are. They are not comfortable. They mm. <laughs> are by no means the best, but they exist. Uh, trying to think about other outdoor pregnancy gear. Uh, I think the big one that I use all the time is just a belly support band. Mm. Uh,
2: okay, that's, that's really helpful made to know.
0: It possible for me to continue to bike commute mm-hmm. from all the way up to the ninth month. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Without that, I would be very sad.
2: Yeah. That's really helpful information for for women in general who, yeah, who might be pregnant. Well, because I mean, there has been,
1: you know, like up and I don't know, like they always, you know, like have they, I mean, I feel like there's still this encouragement to like be a little less active, Mm -hmm. take it a little, little easy. You know what I mean? Through pregnancy, but I I know that there there are doctors that are like if you're fit you can keep doing everything that you were doing into yes. like into your ninth month. I mean if you feel good you can be up until the day you give you give I'm birth, you here. know. <laughs> but you would think that co- gear companies would follow suit. I mean, there are still I mean, maybe it's a small population, a small but still like you need it. Mhm.
0: Yeah. So when it comes to sort of the gear, but also like what can you do? Yeah, a lot of it is the doctor. For the most part, I hear is you can do what you were doing before, scale it back a little bit, no personal records, um, and that actually I'd say more important than gear. My biggest advice is to go into pregnancy in the best mm, shape possible. Pre- if, yeah. if, if you can plan, if you are, if you if it is something that you know is, you want and it will happen in your life, uh, because I'm doing a lot. I'm still doing less than I was doing before I got pregnant. I'm not pushing. in boundaries. I stopped running because um, it was uncomfortable, and I have other modes. I have other, sure. I have other options. I do not have, have to only do one thing. Uh, but. No matter how you look at it, pregnancy in itself is its own sort of performance endurance sport. Yes, Yes. yeah, correct, yeah, yeah. Uh, So the the gear I feel is less important than going into the whole phase. Uh,
1: Ah, already competent and healthy Mm -hmm.
0: because knowing that whatever happens, you'll be better off if you're feeling stronger and more fit and more capable going into the phase Mm -hmm. I think think that's been huge and I've been thankful on a daily basis that I have gone into this with the strength and flexibility and stamina that I have had
2: wow oh my gosh you are so full of tips I love this okay we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna take a really quick break and then we're gonna come back for Kim's top tip
1: we Do This for Fun is supported by 515 Productions, a high-end video
2: production business based in Minneapolis. The website is 515 Productions.com. And did you know that Jody is also a health and wellness coach? Check out her website at jodygruen.com If you like this podcast, we'd love your support. Please rate and review us and hit subscribe. Learn more about us at We Do for Fun dot com. we are back we've been talking to kim zest who is so full of really great just ideas mindsets tips and not to put you on the spot because you've already (laughs) given us a lot of really great tips but if you could give us one top tip to take away
0: yeah my top tip well a lot of people will say like just go just do it and if that works for you great but I have a lot more fun when I feel safer and feel more prepared. That's what helps me have more fun. Mm. And so my top tip is do your research before mm. you embark on whatever it is, do your research and then help yourself prepare, preparing logistically, preparing fitness-wise, preparing social-emotionally-wise. and you know so that you can have the experience that you want to have and if any of those areas you are at a loss get help huh There's i love that there.
2: yeah i love that be prepared research do your research i love that
0: yeah i mean because i mean just going and getting out there is great but sometimes that leads to less than positive experiences
2: yeah type three type, type, three, well, fun. type three
0: or just you know if you're not prepared for type two fun <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: if you think you're going to go in for type one fun and it's pretty miserable, that can lead to a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty terrible experience that makes you not want to do it again. Yeah. Uh, so type two fun can be great in hindsight if you're prepared yeah. for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the time people go into the boundary waters or they, you know, take up skiing or take up running or take up biking. And it's just not the fun experience they were hoping for. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, My own personal example is I used to always want to bike, but it always was not fun. I'd get out on my bike, could be like, this supposedly is going to be fun, and this is good for me, and this is good for the environment, this is good for my wallet, and this is good for all sorts of reasons, I'm gonna have fun, and I hated it. And I really had to scale it back and do my research, and figure out other ways and steps, and do some learning and get some help to make a plan that I could enjoy biking. And I mean that was over ten years ago, mm-hmm. and now I bike all over all the time, and I love it. But it it wasn't something that I could just land into. Mm-hmm. It needed a plan, and needed a plan that would help biking become fun for me. Huh.
2: Hmm. I love that. Yeah.
1: Let's take that home. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Great insights, inspiration. Um, give Kim a follow at Zest underscore ed underscore athletics. Yes. Correct? Yes? That's on my
0: Instagram and Facebook.
1: All right. Um, website is
0: Zest Ed, so
1: Z-E-S-T-E-D.net. All right. Um, you can send questions or comments to us at this for fun at gmail.com. We do or, this for fun podcast. Oh, we do this for fun podcast. At gmail.com. I know we, I get that wrong all the time. Every time. <laughs> or just look for us on social <laughs> yeah, media. Just, or yeah. just go to Kim, Actually, just go straight to Kim. <laughs> She's going to be better at all this than us anyway. We won't be the middleman. No blockers here. Um, as many of us mothers know, it doesn't have to be fun to be fun. Um, motherhood is the ultimate type to, or parenthood, I should say, parenthood ultimate type two fun. Um, it could be parenthood. It could be a family camping trip. Um, all of these, both of these things might force you to question your sanity, um, and why you do what you do, but you usually agree in the end that it actually was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, our challenge for you this week is to consider whatever version of type two fun calls to you mm, and like you know or maybe even type one sure. I don't know and how you might go about starting your journey um there's people like Kim who are willing to help you Absolutely. um and uh she'll help you reach a goal and help you make it fun out there
2: yes
1: thank right, you Kim. thanks Kim thank you for having me well.
2: As always, we welcome your questions and feedback. Email us at do this for fun podcast at gmail.com. We'll be dedicating future episodes to answering your questions. So let her rip, whether it's about gear purchases or tampons and IBS in the wilderness. We don't judge. Been there, done that. Nothing is off the table. And thanks for listening.